Hello, hello, once again. We welcome you to another episode of Joy Sounds, music you need to know. I'm your host, Chris Sampson. Each week, we continue to bring you the brightest emerging and breaking artists. On today's show, our guests are electro-funk artist Fabric. Or is it Fabrique? Well, we'll just have to find out when we talk to the duo comprised of Cooper Bell and Daniel Davila. We'll learn how Fabric first got together by initially being rejected for a Tesla commercial. So, thanks, Elon! We also get some insights into how they blend their electronic heavy sound with a variety of live elements in their songs. During the show, Fabric performs three songs live from the Joy Sound Studio, Other Places, Label, and a stripped-down version of Get Behind the Feeling. So let's get on with it and meet Fabric. They make music you need to know. Hey. hey Cooper hey. Bell, Daniel Davila, welcome hey. to the Joy Sound Studio. Thank you for having us. Yeah, Great man. to have you guys. And congratulations, you have a recent EP release. We do. Yeah, we just released it uh, like a month ago. Yeah? Yeah. A month and a half ago. Yeah. Self-titled, right? Long. Self-titled. It's just our name, Fabric with a Q. Fabric with a Q. Wait. Yeah. The fabric, it's or is it fabrique? Listen, <laughs> we, we we've gone over this. Inquiring, many times. inquiring you minds ask. want to know. Yeah. I I think ultimately, first of all, I I have like seventeen Puerto Rican ants, and they just refuse to call it anything but fabrique. And it sounds it sounds nice, you sounds know, great. when you say sounds fabrique. Great. Um, and you know, it's it's a uh, fabrique le chic, like you know, like it's like a yeah. you could write like a like a Let's like, a, that like an old banger for that. Yeah. So yeah. I think ultimately we'll just let people say what they want. You okay. Know? Yeah. All right. All right, for the sake of the show, let's go with fabric. Let's do it. Cool. I mean, yeah. Because I don't have that cool accent. But right. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll, we'll just go with that. So, right. So tell us a little bit about how this EP came together. Well, um, we had been working on a lot of singles um, and been releasing them sort of sporadically and then basically came to the conclusion that we needed a larger sum of work for our fans to listen to. Um, and we actually really wanted to provide that uh, for them. So um, we took a look at all the singles we had, realized that there was sort of a story that was being told, oh. um, and then decided to record a couple short tunes to connect that story and then release it uh, um, sort of as the story of our last maybe couple years of writing and recording. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah. So, so the EP works on a... On a couple of levels, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think you always make a point to to have each song kind of stand by itself. But I think one thing that that was really cool was because a lot of the EP was self produced. When we found a hole in the storytelling, we were able to fill it with an interlude or a new single or something. Oh, that's to, cool. Yeah, and maybe later on in the show, we'll get you to play one of those interludes because I think that's a that's pretty cool. Absolutely. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, live though, mm-hmm. you guys. Um, use a lot of looping and, uh, you know, other types of sort of automated, you know, ways of creating music, but in real time. Was right. that, how did you get to that part of your sound? Well, I think for us, um, it's, it's one thing when you kind of do this electronic music to, uh, there's a really big culture of DJs and guys who are, right. um, you know, the sets are pre-made and there's so much going on with lights and that's just kind of, that's a great show as well. But for us, because Cooper and I... Um, our players at heart, we really wanted to integrate our musicianship into kind of the electronic set. You're right. So we had played a couple shows and then we were like, you know, this was, um, we kind of mapped it out and we knew what was happening. And I think that there's some good in between, in between 
between mapping out a show right. and having moments that you can decide that you're going to have a crowd be engaged with it or you're going to be able to kind of loop something and your drummer can take a solo or you can just kind of keep riffing and so singing over some something. keep spontaneity in the performance. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We definitely have moments that we know um, we're able to just make it a different show every time we play. That's cool. Yeah. Is it a little like walking a tightrope sometimes because electronic... Um, can, electronics can be finicky on stage, right? <laughs> right. You know, and so yeah. my guess is that there's a little anxiety, there's a little bit of nervousness with that. Yeah, totally. And you try to minimize that risk with, uh, you know, redundant playback and everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, we have had situations where, um, you know, the worst has happened and we've had to uh, figure it out on stage as quickly as possible, and Daniel, you know, tells a joke or something. Yeah, and they're always bad. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, of course, you're under no, pressure. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we we learned at one gig that the subs, you know, at some venues are just so big that it like knocked our computer off the stage. So <laughs> we we uh, we learned the the magic of Velcro, and I learned oh, yeah. the the magic of. I mean, I told like the worst like Apple Store joke or something. It was just <laughs> somebody find the Genius Bar. Right. It was. Right. It was. Then like good. two guys laugh in the back of the room. You're like, thanks. Yeah. Hey, thanks. These, these two guys. Yeah. So just but now fabric. Avoiding that. In Endorses Velcro. You guys are oh, yeah. that's a that, that you guys are are made for each Velcro other, right? and Goya. I think are the, <laughs> the two Stay things. Spicy. That, yeah, we we bring that. We put that on everything. That's you know? awesome. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> um, uh, we'll also get a little sample of that when you guys play for us uh, live here in just yes. a little bit. Um, but I want to get back to this EP. Um, mm-hmm. Did you produce it yourself, or um, did you get producers to help you? How did that come about? We had um, a couple co-producers um, on some of the first singles that we uh, released. Um, and um, then it became more and more clear to, to, uh, to, D- to D&I that uh, we sort of needed to get our chops up in production and, mm-hmm. and, and do it ourselves and um, have that, that time and space to be creative and be flexible when you're not working on a different uh producers time 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 schedule and right and uh mm-hmm. and studio time and ultimately we were we were working with really uh great producers and then there was just a part of it where it was like you know you want to respect other people's time you want to respect other people's um it's great to ba- bounce back and forth but i think cooper and i had a conversation um after doing a couple singles with co-producers that was basically um us deciding we haven't figured out 100 percent what it is that we want to be doing um, in the longevity of this project mm. from a production standpoint. And I don't think that it's necessarily... And and because of that, you're kind of going back and forth with producers. And really what it is is that you need to take your time and figure something out. Right. Um, so I think that we um, ultimately just kind of back got back in the studio and were able to um, refine that craft and, and, and implement a lot of styles into this EP that we didn't think we were able to do as electronic, um, you know, pop producers. Right. So the EP for us was really important um, because even though we have, I think, three singles on that EP that are co-productions, the rest of it was, um, and the bookends are both um, Cooper and I producing everything. Got it. Got it. But it seems like that transition from either co-producing or uh, being produced by somebody all the way to um, having your uh, material self-produced was important in crafting your sound. This seemed like just the Definitely. time. It's almost like it gave you a spirit of experimentation. So right. You could figure this vision out and figure the sound out. And ultimately having producers who 
are really great who can actualize that initial vision. Like us having those first couple singles out was what made us, um, you know, start this project together um, and how this how, how this whole thing formed. So we needed that to happen as well before we kind of were like, okay, well, let's maybe try to tweak this. And then now I think we're, we're, we're way more um, excited to go back in and collaborate with people because we're much more solidified in what it is that we want our sound to be. Okay, so you guys are open to working with producers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But this seems like a really important part of your development was getting that sound yourself. Yeah, it was. Working I, on that sound. It was a solid year of just kind of going back and forth and, um, we got to integrate Cooper's voice into a lot of these tunes mm-hmm. on the EP, which I think was important because when you're doing electronic pop, I think it's um, or funk pop, it y- you tend to want to gravitate towards a single voice, and then integrating another one when you're working with other producers can sometimes just be a little bit convoluted. So sure. us kind of taking our time and being like, what genre can you be represented in so that we can truly make this like a duo production project? Um, and you know, going back and forth with that, I think yeah. we came up with something really cool. Absolutely. Um, tell me about the writing process. Um, did you do this sort of piecemeal? Did you go away and sort of sequester yourself and uh, just write a bunch of songs all at once? What was what was that process like? Well, I think we can agree that actually the writing process is our favorite uh, yeah. part. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we we spent um, a couple months being sort of sequestered, as you said. Um, and writing a lot of songs. Um, and a few of them became singles. Uh, and then a few of them we threw out. And then some of them were snippets that we ended up using as uh, the interludes. Um, which is cool because then those songs found a home when we weren't really quite able to finish them to their nice. fullest extent. Absolutely. Um, and who knows, at some point we might come come to those songs and say, hey, let's finish finish uh, that up and have it tied to uh, the last thing we released as a full single. Mm-hmm, Who knows? Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Um, but the, uh, the writing process is for sure really important to um, the idea of uh, there really being a story throughout the whole uh, work. Right. I think right. too, because we think of ourselves as writers. Yeah, it, yeah. And, and I can hear it in the composition. It's This is not just... Um, setting a progression on loop and letting it go. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's a song form, there's a song arc right. to it. And that makes me wonder how much production is involved during the writing process. Um, are, you, are you crafting and finding sounds right from the beginning? Or are you writing, you know, maybe just a piano vocal demo and then building that out? I think ultimately most of our songs are piano vocal demos okay. that we kind of, we're only now starting to uh, kind of produce out our demos but I think at the time of this EP most of these our opinion on it was like we want songs that can translate because there aren't you know as 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 artists who are at the place that we're at right now there aren't too many venues that can always support this big electronic sound sure, you know yeah. so you want to be flexible and you want to make sure that your sounds your songs can you know translate to just an acoustic guitar or piano it gives you options it too. does yeah. it does yeah and ultimately um you know, there, we have an acoustic version of a song that we were really happy because we just thought it was a good song and it worked in any way you produced it. Yeah. And some songs are very production heavy. We have to consider the fact that it's it's going to be kind of a bangery sort of production, and right. And and your your songwriting can can differ. But I would like to point out though that Cooper and I usually are laughing hysterically every time we write a song. <laughs> oh, is that right? Yeah. There's, oh, okay. Yeah. So this this is a good time. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. It's, it's a good time, and I think that. Uh, <laughs> 
I mean, we write some stupid songs. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Like, we, we, we sometimes are bordering on like tenacious D, but we did it by accident. You know, it was like, we were just, uh, but it ultimately creates some. One of them is represented on the, on the, uh, the on the, the release. Okay. Which one's that? So that are, double tap. Oh yeah. I was going to say double. T- There's a lyric that's like, my God, I need a Tic Tac. We you sample know? my six year old, um, um, niece. Oh, he just goes like a tic tac, and but it was just yeah. one of those things where it's like sometimes you're at a club and like that's you know that's what people are asking for. You know? you guys, it sounds like you guys are trying to crack each other up <laughs> during yeah. the writing process, yeah. right? right? Going back and forth, and there's only there's I mean it's probably one in a hundred that we're both like okay, well this one might work, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but um, but no, I think I think that for us we're, we're able because it's just us two we're we're able to not take it too seriously. Oh, and, I love that. You know, we're able to. It's the it's the best part because there's a lot of uh you know a lot of things when we're producing that we really make sure it's right. And we can always go back and edit um, if we need to, but you, we write a lot of funny songs. Oh, yeah. that's great. That's good yeah. to hear. There's, there's, and, there's joy in your, in your music making. That's beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. And sometimes getting into the production while we're writing can sometimes ruin that vibe. Ah, because you go down to, down the rabbit yeah. hole a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Especially me. I get like in like the weeds of the computer and the synths and everything. And then okay. I yeah. and then I we lose the vibe that we had. Um so we we try to uh just just stay in the song while we're Absolutely. writing. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's great. That's great. Um okay. I'd love to hear um you perform a little bit. Great. And uh, would love to hear other places, if that's okay. Sweet. Can you guys tell me a little bit about this song? Maybe how it came about or anything that we should specifically be listening to in this performance? Yeah, well, um, the song came about um, from um, pseudo long distance relationship of sorts, um, where uh, it felt like we were sort of in a standoff and not willing to tell the truth to each other. Not me and Daniel, but myself and um, yeah, yes. uh, a girl who actually uh, lived in, in uh, Chicago. But, um, but yeah, so, and, and that's so that's where the, the, that's one of the lyrics in there. Right? Yeah, yeah. We're in a four door standoff. Yeah. 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 Um, so, and then the, the, the vibe, the production that you'll, that you'll hear is um, not actually the, 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 the production that is for the recording, it's actually sort of a representation of how we do the live looping stuff when we perform. Great. Um, so you'll get to hear some of that. Outstanding. So let's check that out. All right. All right. So this is Fabric performing other places. We in a four-door stand because the two of us won't try She never keep her hands off I don't know what to see Yeah Bring in the backbeat Tell her to check up on my cellular phone Show her I ain't alone When she in other places She backseat the lovers under our double throne Cause she don't wanna know We in a, we in a four-door standoff because the two of us won't try So I'll be waiting for the two-door drop-off Make them give me the key Hey, bring in the backbeat Tell her to check up on my cellular phone Show her I ain't alone When she in other places She backseat the lovers under our double throne Cause she don't wanna know 
been making any love I know you say you're not confident But I say you're sacrilegious enough You say that's not what you meant When you play you're sacrilegious enough I know you I gotta break it down You're about the only thing I mean to see So let's not get around Outstanding fabric with other places. And that definitely uh, gives a sense of the energy that you bring live. So hopefully the Joy Sounds listeners are going to get out and support a show here pretty soon because that's that's killing. You guys got so much going on there yeah. in terms of the um, the programming, the looping, the live, and all of those types of things. That's a lot to almost choreograph, right? You, you've yeah. got you to map that out to the exact move, right? Exactly. And and like we were talking about previously, we do have moments in that live um, set where um, th- those bridges or that interlude in the middle of the song, um, we get to just trigger when the next one's coming and, 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 and when we're looping and live looping. So there are moments that we can stay there as long as we want to and, and kind of have crowd moments, which are really fun. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So that flexibility is built in. Absolutely. That's great. Um, I actually want to get back and talk about the origins of fabric because that's a that's a cool story too. So, yeah. what what was sort of the the initial spark that got you two together? Uh, so we were um, working together just kind of for fun, just writing and and um, and hanging out a bit. And then we got contacted by a producer for uh, for TV and commercials, and she uh, asked us to write a pitch for a Tesla commercial. And That's I think, cool. yeah, it was, it was a really, really great opportunity. And I think that um, there's kind of two ways you can go with that, which is Teslas are super silent and they're really luxurious. So you can kind of go for that symphonic thing, or sometimes they want very hype, upbeat, four on the floor. This is what this car can do kind of stuff. So we ended up writing um, our first single, Electric Flow, and pitched it. And they really liked it, but they ultimately went with that kind of silent uh, symphonic vibe. Which was uh, not us. Not yeah, yeah not <laughs> us. Yeah, we didn't do that. And um, we you didn't get the gig, but you got a band. Yeah, we get right. Yeah, right. Exactly. And and I think that uh, ultimately, one thing that's really funny about that before I guess we talk about the fact that that song became our first single is we weren't really great pitch writers yet because no. in like the third sentence it says breakdown after uh, half a mile. After half a mile, like that was we're basically just <laughs> nope, talking of that's like not good and she writes us back car, and yeah. she's like, "This is a great song, but the breakdown after half a mile lyric might not be great we for were, a car we commercial." Were, <laughs> we were actually talking about the Fords in that line, but <laughs> right. they didn't get that. You know, nope. like yeah, they no, didn't, it, it wasn't part of their messaging. <laughs> You know, we, we've learned since then, but ultimately maybe that line was supposed to be in there so we could make this yeah. kind of song our own. So we ended up releasing the song and it, um, you know, it's always great to just release a song and, and not um, wait too long on it, especially when you when we were where we were um, at the time and it just did really well, 
you know, we just right. put it, it took out off on you guys a bit. Yeah. yeah. And we didn't like promote it. We didn't do, we just kind of posted it on like Facebook and like, you know, yeah. Spotify and it, it, it did really well. And it kind of, it was just that first indicator of this is something that clearly is working. Um, and the then sound it, also grew on us too. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was like, it wasn't really, we weren't writing it. We were writing more R and B based yeah, yeah, songs yeah. before yeah. that happened. So, and it's not until recently that we kind of were able Fuse to use the two together. Fuse the two, and that's yeah. like two years ago, you know? All right. Yeah. Well, thank you, Tesla. Thanks yeah. for bringing fabric Elon, into the world. Thanks, yeah. thanks, Elon. Nice. But I also hear um, a lot of fusion in your sound, a lot of different types of genres mm-hmm. coming together. Obviously, we got the electronic EDM uh, component of it, but we're also hearing some R&B and some pop and those types of things. Did that evolve or was that part of the sound initially? Was this part of that process of discovery? Well, like Daniel said, we actually came from that place. So um, we, 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 when we stumbled into the electronic um, sound that, we, that, that started to grow on us, um, we had been playing like the R&B uh, fusion stuff for a while um, in different bands around Los Angeles and... Uh, sort of crossing paths at separate times, but we sort of were in that, uh, that sound. Yeah. And um, since the inception with Electric Flow, we've, we've um, begun to sort of go back to that, but keep the electronic thing happening, which for, which for us feels like something that we want to walk towards. And I think one thing that's important to note is that um, when you write for somebody else, you have them in mind because that's what you're being asked to do. Uh, So we kind of had to reflect back on Electric Flow and say, okay, we've been doing all this stuff. Is it possible to kind of add more of what we love to what we made for somebody else? You know, right? right. Because it wasn't like most artists where you're you're writing for yourself. We our first song was. For somebody else, you know? Yeah. And so kind of thinking about how we really like this and we can totally get behind this, no pun intended, the <laughs> song that's coming later, but um, but yeah, just 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 taking a step back and saying, you know, this is something that we want to be doing and we like it, but um, can these two things work? Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. As you crafted your sound, did you have an intention, or let me put it this way, do you have an intention for producing other artists? Is that something that you've already started to try to do? We've we've reached out to people um, who we really like their tracks, and we're basically saying, "Hey, we're we're also getting into the you know we want to remix something, we want to have our take on this track." Got it. And I think that yeah, we do work with um, other artists, but I think for us, like one one kind of group that we really like is Blood Pop. And I think they just came out with that 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 tune with John Legend, like a good night, right? And it's just so it's it's I I just think it's really great when you have a production duo that also doubles as an artist project, and you're allowed to have a little bit of your staple on other people's music, and it's it, there's mutual interest there. You know, it's not right. just this is I'm I'm serving an artist, which we we can also do. Um, but for our 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 priority is we, we like other singers, and yeah, we both sing, but the potential of also having another singer with our influence of a production style, I think is the most interesting thing for us to be doing. Right, right. Yeah. Excellent. Um, yeah, that's because I, I can't expect that there'll be some artists that'll want to approach you and say, oh, I want a little bit of that fabric approach or that sound. And I was just wondering if you're open to it or if that's... Absolutely. Kinda, oh, okay. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and that's, that, again, has come 
probably over the course of the year when you've gotten the confidence, when you have the confidence to be able to produce that sound. Yeah. Right, right. Because, yeah. yeah, ultimately, yes. Yes, got it. Um, let's get back to this, um, this fusion of sound, because I think one of the interludes that you have, uh, Label, is a really great example of that. So talk to us a little bit about this particular um, uh, song, I guess. It's an interlude, right? right? So it's not even a complete song. Right. And uh and then uh maybe if I could I'll have you guys play it for me. Totally. Okay. Um you want to talk Yeah, about so um like I was saying before, um we spent a long time just writing songs uh and compiling songs um and released a couple full songs as singles um and then saved a couple for uh um future releases and stuff but we we also had um, a couple songs that weren't finished and we couldn't figure out how to finish them right. <laughs> so, so instead of uh, uh, pushing through that and perhaps not getting the exact song that we were looking yeah. uh, for, we had the, we, we, we gave them a place to live as shorter little pieces. And yeah. ultimately it's okay accepting the fact that sometimes you wrote a good hook and sometimes that's what you wrote. And that that's how she, it should be delivered, is. you know. Yeah. Like the outro of our um, of our EP is just a chorus that we thought was really great that we just kind of did acapella, and we didn't think it it needed to be put in another song. We yeah. just thought it was delivered like that. Yeah. So the fusion of of the record, I think, was um, ultimately cool because we were able to try a lot of sounds. That wompy synth guitar that you're hearing is me playing guitar, and it's just going through a synthesizer, so it has a really authentic feel to it. It sounds, you know, we kind of make the joke that it's a little bit Snoop Doggy, you know, yeah. it's just, yeah, yeah. It's, it's got that really, really cool synth sound. And ultimately we wanted something that, you know, we, we kind of took that R&B tempo a little bit and slowed it down. Yeah. I think with, with ele- electronic music, you tend to really have that driving tempo a lot. Right, sure. And we wanted to prove to ourselves that we could produce something out that had a lot of space and that was still interesting. Um, so I think that's kind of how we came up with that fusion. And ultimately, we were able to find a place for Cooper to sing on this. And he's actually singing lead, and I'm the top octave. And that this song is when we realized that it blends really well. Um, nice. You know, so so that was also, I think the song was ultimately really important because we got like four or five different sounds in, and they all worked. And then we listened to them back with the singles that we already had finished, kind of just looked around and we're like, we think this works, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, that's a great setup. So, yeah. with one that, of the oh, uh, one of the greatest examples of us being able to experiment because we were working on the time that we had and not somebody else's. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And so absolutely. the sound is a direct result uh, of that space and self production and right. the time that you have. So with that, uh, let's hear Fabric perform label. All right. My next girl told me she don't want nobody close to her And my next girl told me she got one too many close to her Next 
to go Told me she got one too many close to her Beautiful, fantastic, and I and and I can definitely hear um, the guitar synth that you were playing. That's that's a different approach than just if you would play that on keys. It feels different. It sounds different. Right. Yeah. That's that's very cool. Yeah, I think we were. It's just not so. There's just something about playing guitar that you can't get on keys and vice versa. So yeah. having access to you know because I I play guitar. Cooper plays keys. Um, so being able to you know, kind of add a feel to it. Right. Um, was great. Yeah, yeah. Now, do you use these transitions and interludes in your live set as well? Is it part of you crafting an overall arc in your live set? Yeah, uh, we definitely use this one. Um, the other one on on that we have is called Slope, and that's actually used as part of the live looping thing. Mm-hmm. Um, this one we usually just play as how it is, how you just actually heard it. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. And the specific song that Cooper's talking about is we have a song called Double Tap, and it's a halftime song that uses a lot of Latin percussion in it. And um, ultimately, we were like, what if we did this as a four on the floor kind of banging song? You know, that's kind of the question we always ask ourselves. Like, well, shit, like... <laughs> what if it's a banger? You know, like, what if we, you know... So we we had the opportunity to kind of show two sides of how he could have produced the song out. We went with one, uh-huh. but that second interlude is is a more driving version of that song. So what we do now for that live set is on that third chorus or fourth chorus or whatever we're doing, because we're kind of just triggering stuff, we will go into that banging version of that song and then go back out of it. So we're integrating it within the song. Got it. Okay. All right. Fantastic. Um, With your guitar playing Mm. and uh, um, other elements, because you're players. Right. We're going to make sure that we talk a little bit about that uh, a bit more as the the show goes here. but part of your sound is not strictly electronic, but it's it's yeah. using again this mm-hmm. time to experiment because you're self producing yourself right. to get that organic sound, yeah. right? And so what we hear on a lot of this recording isn't exclusively electronic sources, right? And there's a lot of uh, nylon guitar happening, and I think that one thing, one the most interesting part about why we started integrating nylon guitar into these songs was because. Cooper and I both play. So when we're doing shows and it's just us two and we're kind of doing an acoustic setting, it's hard to have an acoustic guitar and a piano because they just, they just fight so hard with each other. And they right. just, it just sounds like jangly stuff over this, like, you know, just blocky. It does not. I mean, we personally don't like it. So, you know, for all those other people who do that <laughs> arrangement. <laughs> but I think that one thing that we realized was that a nylon guitar, um, it doesn't, get in the way of Cooper's playing and he doesn't get in the way of mine and we're still able to sing songs together. And we we both just consistently want to be involved when we're playing. You know, there's been a lot of times where like just because I'm I'm the voice of one song, it doesn't mean that I, I should just play guitar or he should just play piano. Right, we don't right. want to have that conventional relationship because we both play a lot of instruments and we want to continuously have each other involved no matter what the role is of that song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And... That nylon string sound, which shows up in a in more than just one song, yeah, it does. Um, uh, also, then brings in an extra genre. We've already talked about sort of the R and B and the pop, 
right. elements to your your sound and your writing. But this even brings in a Latin angle. Is that yeah. where does that come from? Yeah, well, both of my parents were born and raised in Puerto Rico. So, um, you know, that's kind of, I grew up listening to a lot of Latin music. And I think that for us originally, it was hard to fathom adding those Latin percussion elements because right. it just seemed too confused to us. We hadn't really nailed any any combination yet. But I think once we did kind of nail that R&B pop thing, we were like, you know, we have a, I do play Latin percussion. I do, you know, I do play nylon. My uncle makes makes nylons on the top of like this mountain in Puerto Rico. And he's just like, I've just had all these awesome. sitting in my room. And which is, by the way, the guitar that we, that we actually used to record some of the songs. Oh, yeah. Oh, just, really? Your uncle's guitar. Like my uncle's guitar yeah. that he just makes and it takes him like six months because the humidity in Puerto Rico is so drastic and it changes so much that he can only work on the guitar like one day every two weeks, oh, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, there's these incredible guitars and... Um, and it's got a story when it's in your hands, It right? does. And yeah. it's then written into the story of your music and, um, you know, so just now it's like it's like a family roots thing like you get to be able to kind of bring those things into your music and and actually in our opinion have them sound uh authentic and yeah. have it not be you know i think for us like we don't you know cooper isn't um even though we do go to some latin events where it's just kind of silent when we're like being interviewed in spanish I'm trying and to stuff. get uh, rosetta stone in my life very soon all right catch up man catch up. <laughs> yeah but uh you know um but yeah ultimately i think that you want to avoid just being like, let's just do this because it's a cool thing or something. Yeah. You know? So being able to to bring it in and 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 have it work and have it work for Cooper sensibilities as well was was yeah. really cool. Yeah, that's excellent. Uh, that's great. The other part of this is is that since you're all players, um, it gets you out of any type of stigma that you're just button pushers right. as electronic musicians. And again, right. you know, not 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 to speak uh, in a in a derogatory way because there's there's amazing controllerists and things that, right. that they, they do amazing things, but it's really important for you guys to demonstrate at least on a certain level that you can step forward and deliver and play your instruments. Right. For sure. And I think that's uh, expressed in our live show because um, that fusion between electronic and live, it comes up with just strictly what you're seeing uh, visually on stage you see a lot of that live stuff. You see uh, the nylon. You see uh, me playing um, a real piano, or you see yeah. got you, a live drummer. Yeah, we got a live drummer. Yeah, um, he's playing with like some like triggers and stuff uh, to have that sound still be the way uh, we um, heard it in our heads. But um, but I think what's cool is that you actually see that uh, that dividing line visually on stage. Yes. And and one thing that's a challenge for us is sometimes playing what was in your head that you could program. Now you got to play it, you know. Uh, and yeah, I yeah. I think that one challenge for us is is you know we we're we're programming all the drums and 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 then we have a drummer come in and sometimes we realize man we really like this is hard <laughs> you know because we're just we just we just have the ability to kind of play around between like you know a certain swing value you could just do whatever you want with right. you know now right. so. I think kind of going back and, 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 you know, also playing synth guitar and going back and saying, okay, now it's, it's an added challenge. And I, I think Cooper and I consistently always talk about when you have an artist project and you're going to be doing these things in a recording, you're setting yourself up for having to prove yourself. Yeah. And I think for us, we're kind of making the conscious choice of we want to always be on top of our game. And not to say that people who 
who are do different orientations of life sets sure. aren't. Yeah. But for us, what challenges us is being able to bring that into a live setting and do it in front of people and have them just never notice, you know, and just think that we're playing the songs. And sometimes when people are like, are you playing a track? And most of it isn't track. It's like the best compliment ever. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And not only that, but some of the synths that if you've heard our recordings thought that and thought that they were uh, synths and you come to our show, you'll see us playing them on guitars or you'll see us and suddenly you realize, oh, that's a guitar. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah. So there's little there, yeah. sort of uh, things to, f- to find and figure out in our live set like that. There's even recordings that we've been doing where I'm EQing my own voice by just covering my mouth, you know? Mm. Like we'll be yeah. tracking and I'll just kind of like, you know? Right. Like kind of, and it sounds real. Like it just sounds like EQ. So just being able to play around with that stuff is, is, is ultimately fun. And that's still great. doing that live. That's you know? great. Uh, the next song that you guys are going to play for us, uh, Get Behind the Feeling, is a great example of a tune that can live in both worlds. Because you have this arranged and released Mm -hmm. in both an electronic setup as well as, quote-unquote, an unplugged uh, acoustic setting, right? Right. Um, Did you want to... Yeah, yeah. Um, And uh, what you'll hear is that uh, that nylon Spanish guitar um, is really the driving uh, force behind the whole... Um, the unplugged version, as you say. Right. Um, and uh, what's cool about that is that we actually sometimes use this version of it to uh, bridge the gap between our live set where lo- where the whole thing is super upbeat and loud and fun and like in your face and stuff. And sometimes the audience like just needs to t- just take a breath of fresh air. Just and, to exhale, yeah, and yeah, all that exhale. energy, yeah. So, so, so we use uh, this version to do that, but we also use it um, to, you know, showcase that uh, the music is actually really happening in front of you. It's not all, in the, it's not all in the the computer. So, yeah, right, yeah. You'll you'll hear if I mess up, you know, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's all there, baby. Yeah, yeah. which I, happens, and sometimes it's people's favorite parts. They're like, you know, you messed up, and then I was like, whoa, this is like, you know, it's cool that that yeah. happened, right? I'm like, you know, yeah. Course it's, you're mad at it's live after yeah. all. Yeah, they want, yeah, they want the they want the live experience. Right, so. right. All right. Well, speaking of live experience, let's get you to play "Get Behind the Feeling" uh, in this stripped down, unplugged right. way. So this Sweet. is fabric cool. with "Get Behind the Feeling." I know you don't, you won't listen to blasphemy, don't you know? I know you won't leave me anticipating. This feeling don't fly away, but it's okay. Cause I levitate my soul. I want it to go to a place of a calm and beautiful trip. So I elevate my soul as far as it goes, as far as it goes. I know that we've been hanging around, but I got to know now, could you get behind the feeling? We're used to something keeping it down, but I'm catching it now. Could you get behind the feeling? Is it a straight night? Are you prepared to meet the label if it might bite? All my money on the table, cause it feel right. Are you afraid to be making it real? And I know you don't, you won't. I'm unsatisfactory. Your mind's so made up. Call your leader, he knows. 
way, but it's okay. Cause I levitate my soul. I want it to go to a place of a calm and beautiful tree. So I elevate my soul as far as it goes. As far as it goes. I know that we've been hanging around, but I got to know now. Could you get by the feeling? We're used to something keeping it down, but I'm catching it now. Could you get by the feeling? Is it a straight night? Are you prepared to meet the label if it might bite? All my money on the table, cause it feel right. Are you afraid to be making it real? And this feeling, it don't fly away. And this feeling, oh, I know it don't fly away. It's okay. All right, very cool. Thank you guys for that. Is there, um, I believe there's other ways to sort of see you guys in action with um, how you produce this EP, right? Is there a video out, if I recall? Yeah, so Coop and I just um, kind of compiled all the footage that we had from a couple months of making this EP and uh, put something together that shows you know, it's either me playing a lot in percussion or, or tracking some vocals or, you know, Coop playing some keys stuff. And and it just kind of shows, like, our studio and our process and how we're doing it. And we just kind of made it for anyone who was, who was interested because um, I always just personally like that when artists do that, to kind of give you that yeah. inside look. And um, we kind of wanted to offer that, and we had the footage. So we just kind of put it together. That's cool. Yeah, so That's it's just cool. on YouTube, on our YouTube page, just Fabric. Excellent. And come up, yeah. So we can we can see your process as right. well in, in making this, That's and you'll see us laughing a lot because, like, like we said earlier, like we usually just yeah. Laugh. Again, I, there, there seems to be a theme <laughs> yeah. of you guys trying just trying to crack each other up, which is awesome. I, right. I love that. It comes through in your music making too. Okay. I have. To I'm say. glad. Yeah, I know it's a yeah. healthy thing, man. So, um, what's uh, you have any current projects that you've been working on? So we have a uh, a feature with a British producer. His name's Briarly, and it actually came out on May fifteenth. So um, you know, we really love this song, and it's something that we wrote two years ago. And so I think it's, it's cool when when you see when you're writing for so many years, and then you kind of see old tunes kind of get repurposed or right, used. And, right. And uh, it's really cool. It's called Tropics, and it's uh, yeah, it's just about you know making someone feel you know you want to finding your beach. Awesome. Finding your beach. It's 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 a summer anthem. So <laughs> we uh yeah, we love that song. And um we also kind of tying back to the R and B stuff that we were talking about, we we were recently able to top line a song for um the Soul Rebels. And it's uh it's a Robert Glasper produced project and he was also a writer on it. And uh Tank, uh Terriana Tank is actually the um featured rapper on it as oh, well. Man. Yeah. Now that's cool. Yeah, I mean The Soul wanna... Rebels are from New Orleans. Yeah. 
uh, and they're a horn group, and we were so excited to uh, have the opportunity uh, to work uh, with those guys. Um, and so is Tank and the Bangas. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Tank is just like out of this world. Did you yeah. know them beforehand? Not personally. You know what's, <laughs> you know what's so crazy about yeah. this story is we, um, we got, I got a DM on our, on our Fabric Instagram, mm-hmm. um, at Fabric Music, and uh, <laughs> we, uh, we I, you know, like so many DMs can just be, like nowadays, it's like you get this guy who's like, I'm selling, you know, I'm selling this, or like, right, oh, sure, you know, so sure. you're like, all right, I'm just not going to delete it. So I get this random uh, DM from this guy who's like, hey, just listen to your music, and then it usually is some guy in like, I don't know, like, Tunisia, who's like, I'm a DJ, and like, we should totally collab, and like, you know, we, we often listen, but, you know, there's... There's a lot of whatever you get the point. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, so we, I was like, okay, it's just this guy. So he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm in the Soul Rebels. Um, we this li- was Julian. This is Julian. Yeah, yeah okay, he's, cool. he's a horn player, and he yeah. was like, you know, I, 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 and you know, obviously, you think that you're being spammed, right? Because you're like, this can't be a thing. This can't be as good as it sounds. Right, yeah, and right, he's like, yeah. we're we're writing this. Um, we're we're trying to finish up our album. We need. Um, our last song to be done. Here's the track. If you guys could top line something and send it back, we're sending it to like 20 other people. We The, the deadline is in a month and a half. So, you know, Cooper, Cooper and I tend to work this way and I think that this has really panned out for us, which is if the deadline's in a month and a half, just do it because sometimes now like do it just do, do it, it right now. now yeah, uh, yeah and so we sent them i wish i operated that way <laughs> but you guys okay i'll 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 take your advice well so good we, advice well, yeah. we also assumed that they were sending it to you know 20 other uh, yeah. other people who you wanted to get yours first were probably yeah. bigger than us and had sure. a name yeah, or whatever it's, it's right? all of so, a sudden like you know lauren hill and you're like okay well you yeah know, right, right. <laughs> so Got it, yeah yeah so we um we just wrote a song that day and then we sent it over to them um, and it's called Blush. And they kind of got back to us after a couple days and we're like, yeah, we're using this one. So it was just, it was just Fantastic. really quick. Yeah. And so we ended up going into the, the mixing stage. Cooper was out of town. Um, and so I go into the mixing room in LA and uh, it's Julian and a, and, a, and a mixer and a couple other guys uh, in the band. And they just play the song. And I thought I was coming in to give my opinion on the mix or something. Turns out it was done. So I'm like listening for something that's not there. <laughs> and then three quarters of the way through the song, there's a rapper. And then I realize like whose voice it is. It's definitely Tank from Tank and the Bangas. And then, and we've watched their tiny desk. It's like a 30 minute time. Deal. I think yeah. I've seen it like six times. Oh, it's man. just like a cool combo of like spoken word, like new Orleans, like kind of, you know, theatrical R and B. It's yeah, phenomenal. Really. Yeah. And we were, I think the week that we wrote the song, we was the week that we also saw her tiny death. So it was just so crazy that she was on this, on this uh, record. And at the end, when they're like, what do you think? You know, I tried to play it really cool. I was of like, course, yeah, so is, yeah. That, is that Tank on the, and then they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. So, and I just kind of, I kind of <laughs> left. He, he, he just calls me and he's Trying like, to keep it together. I just left this thing and Tank's on the record. And, blah, blah, blah. and I was like, yeah, it was, yeah, it was cool. We were excited. Yeah, so it, it was super dope. And, and also kind of being able to go and, and, and do an R&B tune as Fabric. And it's really just straight R&B. It's, it's got that kind of like Jay Dilla kind of, um, you know, backbeat in it. And just things that we, this is the great thing about being producers and writers and also artists is that we have gotten in, uh, opportunities now to be, um, not just be confined to the one thing that we're doing. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I think that these two songs that are coming out, um, I don't think we have a release date yet. It's supposed to be in June for for um, the uh, Soul Rebels tune, but really cool that we're able to do that. That's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations on that. Thank you. you. Guys, that's really great. 
Right. Um, where can Joy Sounds listeners follow you and keep up with you? Yeah, so we are um, just Fabric, again, F-A-B-R-I-Q. Uh, it's with a Q or Fabrique, however, like, you know, like, right. it is what either, it is. Either, like, y'all yeah. do your thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're just uh, everything else. We're just uh, on Instagram or Fabric Music, Facebook or Fabric Music, YouTube, Fabric Music. So just um, or just fabricmusic.com. So um, don't confuse the fact that the C in music is a C, you know, it's not a Q. Okay. Vision. Fabric Music. <laughs> yeah. Fabric Q. You know, music. might help if you say Fabrique Music, you know, it's going to make a list got a nice ring to Fantastic. it. Thank you. <laughs> I, we, either, we either straightened that out or really confused people. But either way, <laughs> I know that people are going to be able to find you. Right. So, Cooper Bell, Daniel Davila, Fabric. So great to have you guys come by this afternoon. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, man. We uh, really appreciate uh, being here. Once again, my thanks to Cooper Bell and Daniel Davila of Fabric. Be sure to get their EP and check out their videos. We are having so much fun with this podcast. We hope you enjoy it as much as we enjoy bringing it to you. And we'd love to hear from you. So please subscribe, comment, give us a rating, or drop us an email at info at joysoundsmusic.com. If you are an artist and would like to be a guest on the show, visit the contact page of our website at joysoundsmusic.com. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. And until next time, this is Joyce Sounds, music you need to know.